Hello and welcome to the Slow Home Podcast. This is the podcast all about slow living in a fast-paced world. My name is Brooke McCallery. And my name is Ben McCallery. And welcome to episode 262, the last episode. We are bringing you the Christmas slash holiday special. We are indeed. So this is a crowdsourced episode. Yeah. A few weeks ago when we, we asked you guys for your best uh, slow holiday, slow Christmas tips. And you absolutely delivered. I think we've got close to 50 yeah. that came through. And just really fantastic ways of kind of coping with and enjoying what is often a really stressful time of year. You know, bringing the idea of slow and uh, applying it to the holidays. It's really cool. Very, very cool. And there's a few people that have contributed quite significantly to these tips. We've got 40 Christmas 40. tips. Okay. I think I added a couple of my own after okay, well, I showed you that. I'm We've got at least 40. There's probably going to be 50 by the end of it. Exactly. By the, time, by the time we've had our two cents with it as well. So, exactly. Yeah. Here's like 50 tips. Now, we should say right at the beginning of the show, this is coming out in the first week of December. Mm-hmm. And some of this will probably be too late to implement this. Yeah, year. and like there's maybe two or three that you're yeah. probably going to want to apply maybe in November next year. Yeah. But we wanted to keep them in because they are just solidly good tips. And I'm sure that people will rediscover this episode next, like next November as well. So yeah, uh, that's why they're in there. But also you may be able to adapt to them so that they still make sense for you. Exactly. And we'll try to attribute the, the tips to the people that have sent them through as well. But we'll just use the first name. Yeah. And thank you very much before we start to everyone who did take the time to either email or leave us an Instagram comment with your personal uh, tip. It made all the difference. I, yeah. I couldn't have thought of all of these myself. No, so. I know. Well, that's exactly what you said before we sent the word out last last episode. Yeah. That you wanted, because there's going to be so many different, you know, positions. And well, people celebrate so, differently. Yeah, people's exactly. circumstances are different. Yeah. Some people travel, some people don't, some people do gifts, some people don't. Like, it's really nice to get a sense of what works for a huge range of people. Mm. Should we get into it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Before we do, so no, we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. Not yet. (laughs) There's something that I wanted to mention really briefly that uh, is kicking off in January of next year, which is only a few short weeks away. I've decided to do a year-long experiment called 365 Days of Slow. And really, it was born out of my experiences this year. As many of you know, the book tour was an incredible experience and also very full and busy. So it really was a challenge for me to find, to really kind of bring back what slow looks like and and find five minutes a day for a pocket of slow rather than feeling like it needs to look like an hour of yoga or meditation or something like that. And I found that really helpful because it made me recognize that slow does not need to look any particular way. Mm -hmm. It's just an intentional choice to find slow in your day, no matter how busy that day is. So next year, I'll be doing other experiments as well that are kind of more specific, but I'm I'm really encouraging myself and anyone who wants to join me in trying to commit to five minutes of slow every single day. So uh, if you're on the slow post list, email list, you either will have or will soon be getting an email with a download for the experiment for next year. 
And if you want to join the list, you can either go to slowyourhome.com slash slowpost and join up. Or you can also find the details of the experiment at slowyourhome.com slash 365 days. And uh, yeah, I'll probably share more about that in upcoming episodes. But all you need to know is there. And I would love you to join me. Absolutely. Love, love you to join me. I would love for you to join me. Love, I'd love you. Love you and love you to join me. Yeah. <laughs> all about the love. Cue the Christmas music. All right, well, let's kick off these tips with a tip from uh, Rosalind. So she says, when I was growing up in Pennsylvania, my family and I would load into the car, play Christmas music and drive through neighborhoods looking at all the lights. If that is an option for you or any listeners, I highly recommend it for memories that ensure. It's time spent with loved ones and you're literally going slow in the car as you pass by a house, especially if the homeowner has a huge display. I love doing Christmas light hunting. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things to do. Like We don't decorate our house, but I but have... true I, minimalist. Right. We well, don't. you know what? We're all about the experience. Yeah. We experience yeah. other people's largesse and other people's exterior illumination prowess. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I will say, before we go on any further, I've kind of tried to divvy these up into rough categories. Things like traditions, gifts, finances, decorations, uh, and how to be mindful in the holidays, mm -hmm. as well as food, which is a big one, family, events or social stuff, uh, and also how to be a little more eco-friendly as well. Um, so obviously we're starting with traditions and I so like Rosalind's very much. This this tradition for us is a Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve thing. <laughs> right. It's like usually like three nights before Christmas yep. and we we normally drive around, uh, I don't know, maybe within 5Ks and there is so many yeah, good it's great. displays. And there's a couple that you get out and you wander around and they've got, you know, Santa there and he's giving out candy canes and a lot of like charity as yes. well which is great yeah so almost all the big ones collect they have a donation bucket for charity kids hospital or you know one of the local charities it's it's really fun one of my favorites i'm sure everyone knows about christmas lights <laughs> i'm sure they're probably aware but if you've been living under a rock do it with your family it's awesome <laughs> this one from linda linda says have christmas traditions so that way everyone knows what to expect and you just enjoy it. We always have our more formal little family meal on Christmas Eve and then we play board games. We used to always get a new one every year, but now there are grandchildren. We are bringing out the old favourites. Hot tip, rapid dough. Is the, what's rapid dough? So I don't think, I, I don't know, but I feel like it's a game kind of like uh, Pictionary, yeah. but instead of drawing you mould out of dough, Ah, the answer. Okay. Look, if that's not it, it should be what it is. And if it's not what it is, then I'm going Copyright to it. trademark that yeah. idea. But I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah. It sounds it sounds very fun. But I like that idea. It's um, you know, you have your more formal formal meal and then you just hang out together. We've never had formal meals on Christmas Eve. No. Um, but we it sounds really nice. I don't know like friends have like Christmas Eve as their big yeah. celebration because Christmas Day is just particularly crazy town. Yeah, if you're juggling multiple families yeah. and you know multiple venues, try and kind of strip 
at least one out of that by having it on Christmas Eve. I think it's a really nice idea. It's a really nice idea. And I like board games as well. We've only recently, I'll say in the last couple of years, really got into board games in a big way. Like us as a family with as, kids. As a family. With yeah. ki- and I suppose it's you know just because the kids were so young, but now they're into it and it's Gets quite competitive. It's really fun. Yeah. Catan or yeah. Junior, junior Catan. Yeah. Um, Carcassonne, that's yeah. a good one. I yeah. like that. I think Rapido, look, if Rapido is what I think it is, then that sounds like something we should do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sounds awesome. Here's another one from Linda, and I particularly like this one because it sounds like something that I can do because I don't make dessert. So this is Linda's biggest tradition and saves heaps of time. We have an ice cream pudding. It's just softened vanilla ice cream that you mix six chopped up chocolate bars or lollies into. This then sets it in a big bowl line with glad wrap so it looks like a pudding when it's taken out of the freezer. Usually I make it in early December, whack it in the freezer and there is a dessert ready to go when you, when you need it. Just squirt ice magic over it so it looks like a pudding with sauce on it. Ice no magic. fuss. I used to love ice magic. How good is my ice magic? I saw the other day... Ice magic caramel flavour. I don't think I could eat it now. I used to like it as a kid. Yeah. It sounds like something you'd eat. Oh, yeah. The fun part is that no one knows each year what the lollies are going to be, so it's a guessing competition. That sounds cool. And the first person who gets them all wins. They get to eat the rest of the ice cream. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. They just get the honour. Um, so th- this has been going on for 30 years and her kids will not let her change it. I love that. Yeah, I think it's I really, that's just so simple and easy to do because so much fuss is being put into like over the holiday season, like food and like it's yeah. just like obsessive, like the well, amount of food. And I think food. it's become, with food culture becoming so mainstream over probably the last 15 years maybe where probably even just 10 years where, mm. you know, your measure as a host is at least how in part in how fancy you can be. Yeah, you know, and all so the true. Food shows and uh, magazines and things have, have people thinking that mm. that's what's important. I do like it though in a certain extent because when else will you like splurge on food, you know, if not Christmas? Well, but that's you know kind I mean? of my like, point. Why not do it some other time when it's less stressful? But because that's that's the time where you want to share meals with like family and friends and yeah no I get you know, that and I you mean, do a lot my... of it's just there like it's an inbuilt holiday sure. of entertaining so I understand that and if it doesn't feel stressful to you then by all means do it but mm. if someone said to you uh, can you please do dessert no I'd just go I'd I'd say I'm doing an ice cream I'm bringing a Viennetta <laughs> remember those <laughs> yeah exactly. How Australian did I just sound? I'm bringing a Viennetta. For those that don't know what a Viennetta is, it's chocolate. It's just like an ice cream Coffee cake. and vanilla ice cream cake yeah. in a log type situation. I used to love them. A Yule log. <laughs> Who doesn't like a good Yule log? <laughs> All right, moving on before we get really gross. Uh, Steve writes in, my favourite holiday treat is a candy cane martini Mm -hmm. which he enjoys at home every friday evening after work it's such a good way to wind down the week how cool is that not only because like i've never heard of a candy cane martini (laughs) i'm just picturing a a martini but but hold the olive and put a candy cane in it (laughs) really like you think about it i think maybe it might have some schnapps in it or something like peppermint schnapps yeah i don't know i should have looked it up it sounds good though it sounds like it sounds like something that i would Really like, I think. 
but I like that he does it every Friday evening in like throughout the holidays. So it's not not just a thing that you do Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Yeah. It's the entire the entire month, I guess, leading up to it. After Thanksgiving in the states would really be the beginning of the holidays mm-hmm. for a lot of Americans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it, it those sorts of traditions that that continue on throughout the month really make the season feel lovely. And it's not mm. then it's not just about stuff, and it's not just about the stress of the day or of the buying gifts or of the travel for a couple of days. It's about the entire season. Mm. And I think that mm. that's a really lovely way of doing it. I love tradition. Do you have any traditions that you wanted to mention at this stage? My, like so our your Christmas favorite? tradition? Yeah. I, I love, and I have since I was a kid, going out and getting our tree. Yep. So we would go out and cut down our own tree. And then I, when I was a girl at home, I would do this with my dad and then we've carried it on with our kids. Mm. We decorate the tree together and we listen to the Beach Boys. Yeah. And I, it's so random and I love it. Beach Boys Christmas carols or just Sometimes, any Sometimes, but mostly boys. just Beach Boys. Yeah. And, of yeah. course, that makes more sense in Australia when it's, you know, 35 degrees and hot outside. But <laughs> we're going we're gonna to do that. We're going to get our tree tomorrow. Yeah. And it's our first ever winter Christmas tree. We are literally going to do the Chevy Chase Christmas vacation thing, drive out and cut down a tree. Yeah. Like, I'm beyond excited to do that. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. We have a permit. We're doing it all, like, yeah, above board. Legit, yeah. Unlike Chevy Chase. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My favourite tradition, or one of my favourite traditions, is Christmas Eve Eve that we spend with our friends, mm-hmm. Nick and Jen. And it's just, it's a great lead into Christmas because yeah. it's always really relaxed and just, I don't know, I, for some reason that is the start of Christmas for me. Okay. You know, like, yeah, you do your Christmas tree stuff and you're playing Christmas music, but Christmas Eve Eve really is the, I don't know, it's the the take a breath type thing because you would have done all your shopping, or most people would Probably. Have. Most people would have. Yeah. You know, well, this is for us. We would normally, that would be the start because we would have had food shopping done, all our Christmas shopping yeah. done. Work would be over. Work is over. Yeah. You know, and that is, that's always been really, really nice which we won't be able to do this year. But. No, we'll have to Skype with them yeah. instead. <laughs> yeah, and for me, I feel like the Christmas season for me has always begun when the kids finish school. Okay. That's when it was yep. for me. But that's because I wasn't working out of out of home either. So for you, I think it was when clients are done, when everyone's on holidays, when exactly. emails are come quiet. That's 22nd December, after that, it's all sort of done and dusted for the year. Which is nice. It is. And it's. I always get excited when I know that that's that's the case. You got like sort of two weeks off. Okay. Well, let's move on to gifts. Gifts are obviously going to be a big part of the mm. holidays, even if many of us don't want them to be as big a part. I oh, know. Like, it's something that we get a lot of, don't we? Like questions about gift giving. Yeah. At Christmas. Yeah. And I enjoy buying gifts, but I also enjoy being really mindful about it. I don't think I've ever gone overboard. With gifts, particularly stuff, uh, and we've gradually shifted our buying to experiential gifts rather than stuff. Now, I will say for our, our kids, we still buy them gifts. Oh, and yeah. That's not going to change. Yeah. Uh, and that taps straight into the first tip, actually, that both Patricia and Juanita sent through. We always try to stick with this this kind of motto it's great. for it's our kids little, for buying little gifts. motto. Yeah. So something they want, something they need, something to wear. And something to read. And then Juanita added, and I really like this one, and something to create. 
So she, that's when she would maybe look at Lego or, you know, okay. art sets or something like that. Yeah. And this year she's creating a tinkerbox for her kids, mm. which is not something I'd heard of before, but I looked it up. I'll include a, a link in the show notes to the Tinker Lab, but it's essentially pulling together all these disparate bits and pieces that encourage kids to create and play and invent and build. So I think that that's a really nice thing. Yeah, to really, do. really. But nice. that's kind of how we always try to not ever go overboard by sticking with that mm. little poem. Mm. It's really cool. Okay. And the next one is, it's a hybrid from myself and Patricia. If you do Christmas stockings, instead of, you know, being tempted to buy lots of little bits and pieces of plasticky stuff to go in them, have a theme. So either theme it to like necessities, I mean, like a toothbrush, hair ties, that kind of stuff. Yep. Or perhaps create like a creative theme so school stuff pens yeah exactly yeah. nice pens stickers ribbons yeah. whatever it is that the kids are into mm-hmm. or you could do what we did last year and mm. theme it to an upcoming trip so our kids got a bit of canadian money and a whole a handful of chocolates yeah and, and gold bullion and gold bullion exactly <laughs> like it that's not what everyone does so i think that if you do the stocking tradition i think that maybe kind of directing your purchases towards a particular theme might be a good thing to do or have a traditional thing that goes in there every year. So this next one from Juanita, I shop for the ladies in my life at the big design markets. This means all products are ethically made, the makers are getting all the profits and I love speaking with the talented creatives and hearing their stories. I always go with some girlfriends and we make a day of it. I think that's really nice. Really cool. Because if you're going to buy stuff and let's face it, most of us do at some point for someone, Try and shop ethically. Try and shop locally. Maybe try and shop vintage. uh, But try to avoid going immediately to the big box stores. You know, can you make it? Can you upcycle it? Can you buy it from a local creator? Even even Etsy. That's what I was going to say. I was going to suggest Etsy if you don't, if there's not a A a maker's market market near you. You could, Etsy's basically the same. Well, it is. I mean, that's that's kind of where it started Started. 20 years ago. You just have to make sure you... Do your research make sure you're not buying from some big company because there are some on there. Yeah, I haven't shopped on Etsy for a long time, but that was a problem a while back. Remember when I used to sell stuff on there? I do. (laughs) I do very. Do you remember like posting everything out? Oh, my gosh. And it doesn't have to be for for the women in your life either. Like I would, you know, really appreciate some ethically made shaving cream or soap or you know, something for my beard or like a shirt. Like, do you know what I mean? Like there is so much out there. Absolutely. I mean, I think body products, that's a really nice one to think about as Mm. well. Like you can look at low tox or locally made or ethically made body products. Yep. And that's, I guess, technically people would go, well, that's kind of a necessity. It's not a great gift, but it's, it is a great gift because I think they're the things that we don't often take the extra time to look for, for ourselves. And bonus, you get to support either a small exactly. company or a local company. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, so think ethically, think local if you are going to buy you know, new gifts. This one from Rosalind, I get all my shopping done before December the 1st. Rosalind and my mum sound like they have got that in common. I come from a long get... line of very organised people. Your mum gets her Christmas shopping done by the end of January. <laughs> That way I can enjoy mugs of hot chocolate and do tree decorating without falling into the hustling of holiday consumerism. 
It gives me room to say yes or no to a social gathering if one comes up and I'm able to go. It's yeah. it's just so cool. I mean, like, she, Rosalind brings up a great point, though. Yeah. If you're organised, if you're ahead of the game, then you're just not going to find yourself sucked in to that last-minute panic, you know, sale, bargain, flashing lights. And you just catalogs money well, during you, that time. Yeah, because you start to, to, to do it mindlessly, right? You're mm. just ticking boxes and yeah, you, don't, exactly. you haven't given yourself enough time to really think it through or, or get organised ahead of time. So I think that that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously this is coming out already in December, but you've still got three weeks. I mean, if you make that finishing up your gift buying the focus of this week, yeah, then you're going to still have two weeks in totally. which you can you can be kind of free of that concern. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I remember we did it a couple, for a couple of years, was able to get everything done by the 1st of December. And it does make a huge difference. Massive. It, and financially it makes a big difference yeah. too. So the next one comes from Georgie who has shared that her family had a gift plan for a few years. Now, I think when she says a gift plan, it might be like one person buys for one person. You know how we do the Christmas drawer every yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, yeah where, you know, you only have to buy for one member of the family. She said, and that worked really well. Mm-hmm. And they had the, the specifics of the gift buying were that they have to be handmade, homemade, secondhand or vintage. And she said, we really had to think about it and collected bits and pieces when we saw them. Nothing very expensive. And if we didn't like it, then we would, it could be passed on. She said, we all enjoyed it. I like that. I like that you put those parameters around it. That's really cool. Because then you know that thought has gone into those gifts and probably not a huge amount of money. So if it's not something that you want to keep, then kind of the the underlying understanding is it's okay. But it's not purchasing just for the sake of. Yeah, it's really cool. And this year she's doing books and chocolate. So we're going to have lions. Well, that's also smart. Yeah. Linda's got one. For many years, my daughter and I have done this. We set aside one of those extending trading nights that shopping centres do. Oh, remember working in retail and working those nights? I do. Holy moly. Go with a list and off we go shopping to the max. The kids are all minded, so it's a great mother-daughter night with a sneaky coffee or bubbly thrown in. Most of all, most of our Christmas shopping is done on that one trip. I guess I could now call it tilting into Christmas shopping. <laughs> it's a busy night, but frees up all other Exactly. And if, again, you've got to buy gifts, then you may as well kind of get it all done. Mm. Yeah. And same sort of thing as Rosalind was talking about. It then frees you up for everything else. Yeah, exactly. And that time where the retail shops are open for 24 hours. I don't know if they do that anymore. Don't they? I feel like maybe back in the 90s they used to. I mean, that's at home. I don't know about it. Anywhere um, else. No, I'm not sure. That makes me uncomfortable. I get it. It's great for people who work shifts and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I guess probably with online shopping, it may not be as necessary That's anymore. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. I also like that uh, that Linda and her daughter make it like a nice mother-daughter time. They go and have a glass of bubbly or a coffee and, and, and just enjoy each other's company. Yeah. I think it's lovely. Yeah. Juanita has another one. At the beginning of November, I send out a list to family regarding what my kids would like for Christmas. This means I then can get a list back from my family and can purchase any gifts that I need to early. It also means I can avoid the crazy Westfield from the beginning of December. So much the same as Rosalind's. Yeah. It's just about you know being ahead of ahead of the game intentionally, I guess, so that you can let go of the stress and, and move on and do other stuff. Exactly. Yeah. This last one from Kate for the gift category. Shop local 
gifts or food. Yeah. Pretty simple and pretty cool. It's a yeah, it's a solid one. Especially food. I like that. I yeah. like giving consumables if I yeah. think that if I know that the person is going to enjoy it. Yeah. You know, beer or wine is obviously the first thing people think of. But I remember one year for one of your family's Christmas drawers, someone got a huge jar of duck fat. Mm, I do remember that too. And I wouldn't eat it, but... <laughs> no, everyone was like, oh, what a great idea. Exactly. Yeah. I thought it was really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and maybe some uh, truffle salt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> maybe some truffle salt <laughs> along with your gold bullion. <laughs> Do you have any other gift hacks or tips for the, for the holiday season? Experiences over things is my mantra as much as possible. I mean, tickets to something a season pass to the theatre, like the local theatre group or museum or the aquarium or, or whatever it is, uh, I think is always appreciated, especially for families. Mm-hmm. And then maybe for parents of young kids, restaurant vouchers, movie tickets with a homemade voucher, if at all possible, for baby your babysitting sitting. services. Oh, no, that's so cool. I, I, when our kids were really, really little, mm. that was something that my that parents always That equivalent of gold us. bullion. <laughs> We didn't need truffle salt or gold bullion. We just wanted a, a handwritten babysitting voucher. But yeah, it makes it, – it's lovely. And we always used to use that for our wedding anniversary the following year. Uh, and I mean, what a triple kind of – a triple crown gift, really. Oh, yeah. Here's a new category, slowing down and mindfulness for the festive holiday season. Not something that necessarily goes hand in hand no, with it when so we think I'm, about I'm it. I'm really interested There's in some this. really good ones. Yeah. This one from Kate – who uses simmer pots. Just throw some good smelling spices, herbs, fruit in a pot on the stove and simmer some water. I love to use fruit that is perhaps too bruised for eating so it doesn't go completely to waste. I'll use the peel of citrus and save the rest of it to eat later. When I think of slowness, I think of being at home, maybe working, maybe relaxing, but however we spend our time at home, this simmer pot gives the feeling that Everything is cosy and special. I also love that whatever custom delicious scent I choose to create is inexpensive and all natural, while so many holiday scents are full of really nasty ingredients and smell really bad. Yeah, I can't do I can't do synthetic smells. Yeah. Just no thanks. But that sounds lovely. So simmer pot. So yeah. just so I got it right. So it's you just you put it on the stove. Yes. And you simmer it. Yes. And it's just it's there. a smell. Yeah. yeah, it's just a scent. Yeah. It's like... Um, and then you could play a game where you've got to taste a little bit of it. It doesn't necessarily taste good. Doesn't it? I don't think Probably so. Probably would. If it smelled good, it would taste good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Let's try it out. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you know how that goes in February when Ben recovers. Um, no, it's just... I think the particularly maybe when it's winter, the whole coziness factor comes into play as well like having a, a cold holiday season the huggy almost <laughs> i actually don't know how to say that word higgy higgy it's terrible that i don't know how to say that word uh but i think that that coziness is is huge and that to me i mean imagine cinnamon and pear that would smell beautiful tastes good as well this one from julia a few years ago i made a conscious decision to stop trying to be perfect Having to find perfect gifts or be the perfect host and cooked perfect meals, then beat yourself up that things aren't right. 
makes for a way better, more relaxed and simple festive season and good enough is a much kinder perspective to come from. Amen, Julia. Amen. That is what it's all about. Like letting go of trying to keep up with the Christmas Joneses and... Who are those Joneses that appear in those Christmas magazines at supermarket shelves? Okay. Specific. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Those per- those tables that are just full of dishes. Right. And, you know, you've got to make them all. Otherwise, you know, your Christmas is not 2018. Yeah, it's not hitting all the trend points. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. That's what I, I'm trying I to say. I know what you mean. Yeah. So, I mean, letting go of that is huge because it then frees you up to enjoy it for what it is. Enjoy the parts that you really like. I mean, if you love cooking a huge feast, great. But you burn, like you burn the pie. It's okay. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. I know I'm saying Ben would, you would burn the pie. Yeah, I know. And it's okay when I do. It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Juanita says, we allow the days before Christmas, whenever, wherever we are, to be for soaking up the atmosphere, going to markets for flowers and seafood, enjoying time with family. Juanita sounds like she's from Australia with the seafood. Yeah, Juanita is from Australia. (laughs) Juanita sent through a, a huge list of tips and they were all um, something that I always aspire to be but probably mm. fail to achieve, which is being organised maybe in November. Mm. Um, but the benefits are all these things that she's offering, which is they get to enjoy the time. They get to soak up the atmosphere. They mm. don't have anywhere to race around. And, and that's what I meant from the 22nd. Like that's that for me is the beginning because it's like, okay, we've done it all. Right. And, you know, if you're more prepared, you might have a week leading up to mm-hmm. it. That's the best thing is just soaking up the atmosphere, going to markets or going Christmas light hunting. And what I really want to do this year is go and listen to some carolers. Okay. We'll have to find some carolers. Yeah. Okay, this one from Papillon underscore Joy on Twitter or Instagram. Instagram. It could be either. I don't use Twitter. (laughs) I take a big knitting project or a little embroidery project with me and sit in the middle of my noisy Italian family calmly knitting away while they buzz around me. Oh, I've got this awesome mental picture. I join in when I want, but when I need to retreat, I can just secretly focus on my knitting and let the buzz fade into the background. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> I love that one. Oh, it sounds awesome. I don't, I, whether, think... I don't know whether I could do it. A, I can't knit. And B, I don't have an Italian family. But You're at a distinct disadvantage then. How would this look in practice? How, how would you actually do this? Well, you don't make a big thing of it. You just right. do it. You bring it along. You, you chuck your project in your, your handbag or your backpack or whatever you bring along. And... and I know that feeling. That's the times when I'm like, oh, I just went to the bathroom 10 minutes ago, but I've got to go again. And you just escape for a few minutes of quiet. It might be an introvert thing. I don't know. But if you could have something where you're still present, but you kind of dip out sometimes when you, you need that, that head break, I completely get it. I think it's absolutely lovely. And I, I, yeah, I mean, I think also the fact that it's a mindful activity like knitting or crochet is very cool too. I also think it's an awesome scene for a Christmas poem to be read as well for some reason. I like the, I like the way she kept saying buzzing and yeah. calm. Because like buzz buzzing now, is buzz so, now. you can so see, yeah. you know, people flapping around that. and not being still. 
Emily Bailey Mitchell, this year for me, it's making sure I check in with what I actually value at this time of year. Mm -hmm. I was stressed about not being able to afford presents, etc. after leaving my full-time job to benefit my mental health and pursue a creative career. And then I remembered that presents aren't what I love about the festive season. It's spending time with family, slowing down and taking little moments and appreciating them and being grateful for what I have, not looking at what I don't. Absolutely. That's a really wonderful lesson to take away from that too. I think that, I mean, what Emily has obviously made huge changes that are intentional and that are getting her closer towards her personal values. So to be able to look back at that and, and remember and kind of ground down into what is actually important this season is really valuable and really powerful as well. So I think if anyone's kind of getting lost in what, the holidays should look like I mean, stop for a minute and ask yourself what do I want it to feel like what's actually important to me and how many gifts that you've been given do you remember but how many times how many gatherings around a table do you remember mm. you know do you remember that sense of warmth that you got when you spent time with people you love friends or family or do you remember the stuff you gave each other probably not so I think that really focusing on what you want it to feel like if you're feeling lost or if you start to feel that temptation of, of kind of diving headfirst into the consumption of the season, before you do that, just double check that that's actually going to bring you what you want for yeah. the season. Yeah. It's exactly. really, really great. Tip. Really good one. So Steve, I think I'd like to meet Steve. He sounds like he's got a pretty cool life. I pick a different book of reflections for Advent every year and switch my one hour of reading every morning to reading a reflection sitting with it for a few minutes. He just sits with it. Then doing cards for about half an hour, listening to holiday tunes in the morning. Just a relaxing way to start the day. It's a beautiful way. Isn't it? Yeah, it's really lovely. Yeah. And I like that given, again, so Steve is big on the season, like the whole season, not just the, the day over the week. Exactly. Of. Yeah. The entire season he really shifts into thinking about, you know, what it means for him. He says, you know, he picks a different book of reflection for reflections for advent yeah i think that's lovely yeah it sounds i also love that he just starts his day with an hour of reading i know how good is that that's tops and doing cards for half an hour Isn't while listening it? to holiday tunes that's really nice i just feel and relaxed. then at the end of the day he sips a candy cane martini steve's living the life isn't he it's fantastic roslyn admiring surroundings my favorite decorations come around in december and since they are up everywhere i've enjoyed just sitting in a public place with a hot mug of something and just look around there seems to be an electric no it's not electric it's extra magic in those moments again Rosalind's Rosalind's uh, description has given me the same kind of visual mm. of the Italian family and you yeah. know, knitting in amongst the craziness like she's just Rosalind's this person now who's she's a, like she's on top of things she's given herself enough space and margin in the holidays to just sit with a nice cup of something mm. and watch it all unfold. I think that's really lovely. So cool. And really it's, cool. I mean, that's mindfulness, right? Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Giving yourself enough time to pay attention to what's happening in front of you. Yeah. What a beautiful way of doing it. Yeah. I really love this next one. So do I. Oh, and it's, yeah, anyway, we'll just read it first and then we can talk about it. Ali, one of my most favorite and newly discovered holiday traditions is chopping wood. Sometimes with my brothers, sometimes with my dad, sometimes alone. I'm a fairly petite 21-year-old female, but I just love it. 
amazing exercise, fresh, cool air, meditation through movement, yes, and repetition, and the wonderfully satisfying feel of cracking a log in half so much. It's oddly addictive, but then there's the cracking fire inside that you get to enjoy afterwards. Such a strange tradition, but one I love so much. I am so with you, Ali. Like yeah. we, you and I both enjoy chopping wood. And that's unfortunately in Australia, it's not a Christmas tradition, no, but it it's is a, a it's a winter thing that we do. And there's not a lot of fires inside anymore, but we have a lot of campfires out, or yeah. we did in our backyard when we had a backyard. We had a fire pit. But chopping wood is amazing. Yeah. That sense of accomplishment of piling some chopped wood in a in a pile. Yeah. Yes. We pile things in piles. Is so oh, it's so satisfying. I don't know, yeah. And it's primal right. almost. I think I think there's something to that actually. Yeah. I really do. Uh, and I think that the meditation through movement and repetition mm. is a big part as well. I, I really love that Ali's picked up on that and that that's a tradition that she's established. Yeah. Because how beautiful and mindful and in the moment. And you have to be in the moment when you're chopping wood because, like, it's not the safest of things to do. It's not super dangerous, but you've got to be paying attention. Got to be, yeah, you've got to be really paying attention to what your blade's doing and then what piece of the wood you're cutting and what direction it's going to yeah. fly in. And, you know, like, it's just... You don't want to be doing it distracted. Exactly. Yeah. It does. You, correct. You don't want to be doing it distracted or under the influence. Definitely not. This one from Kate taking time for you you'll be spending lots of time with friends family and kids but be sure to schedule in some self-care time good advice particularly, so hard to do though it is it? hard but particularly if you feel if you have got a, a full schedule over the holidays uh, even just getting up 10 minutes earlier to have that 10 minutes to write a page in your journal enjoy a cup of coffee by yourself do 10 minutes of meditation, you know, just choose something to ground yourself in slowness for the day. I feel like it gives you space. And it, I was talking to someone the other day and she's like, it's, it allows you to bend time. Oh, yeah. Like, it kind of does. It, it makes you feel like there's more spaciousness in your day, even when the, the schedule's full, because you have set the intention of slowness in the morning. I remember one Christmas, particularly when we had Christmas with my family and your family and we had friends over it. Like there was a just. It was a busy year. And I remember one time when you were just like in in your in our room, and I was like, "Is there something wrong?" He was like, "I just need yeah, like quiet." Like it was crazy. It, had, just... it was the busiest Christmas I think that we had hosted, mm. uh, and that was a perfect example of not giving myself time, yeah. of not creating a little bit of space in which to slow down, take some deep breaths, get myself out of fight or flight mode. And then continue on. Mm. It was just go, 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 go. And, of course, at some point comes the inevitable moment of burnout. If you're lucky, it's after everyone leaves. For me, I wasn't lucky and it was just before Christmas lunch. So, yeah, it's very good advice from Kate. Exactly. Is there any other pieces of advice you want to give about this category? No, I think, if anything, it would just be the advice someone gave me on our wedding day. It's that... Everything's going to go quickly. Mm. Like it's full, it's busy, it's wonderful, but, you know, there's a lot happening. So at various points throughout the day, or in this case throughout the season, just make time, it could just be 30 seconds, uh, at the mm. Christmas lunch that you've put on at your house to sit back and take some deep breaths and just watch 
Watch your family spend time together. Watch the look of joy on kids' faces. Watch, uh, you know, the surprise when the lolly inside the ice cream pudding is revealed. Like, <laughs> you know, what just just soak in some of those details because we're not going to be able to soak in all of the details of the entire season, but we can soak in some. And I think if we give ourselves the opportunity to really pay attention to to some of those details, it's going to feel richer and deeper and our memories will be stronger as well. So I think that's something anyone can do, not to busy yourself out of paying attention. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, what nice, about you? Nice. It's exa- almost exactly the same because I, I will – I'm not like you where I, I will go and spend some time alone or because I, I just feel like I'm on the go and it's like I've got to savour every moment because I love it so much. And like I only recently have adopted just being the moment, like just think about where, where you are. For example, last Christmas it was driving in to the fish markets. Right, with your brothers and your dad. Yeah, and it was just that time where I'm like, okay, this is, you know, it's important. Like, it's just important to remember and just like be in the moment and just be thankful for the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's so small. It's not like the gift giving. It's not the gift receiving. It's, it's never the gift. It's, it's, it's not the. I don't. I don't think it's the eating a meal. Although that's really cool as well. But it's just those little, tiny little moments that just, you know, happen throughout the three days or whatever. That are really seeming insignificant, but they're not really. But I think they're the important things, actually, because they're people. And what I've discovered for myself is that you have more of those moments when you give yourself time. Agreed. So if you, instead of trying to please everyone on Christmas Day and go to three or four different events, it's spending time at one. So true. And... I mean, that is going to make, it's going to ensure that you have more time to, to have those moments with your family or your friends. How that you make that work is going to be completely different for every family, of course. But that's what we've discovered, I think, is, is trying to do slightly less, but really enjoy what we do. Uh, and the beauty of it for us is we can often combine family things as mm. well because our families are, are good friends. So yeah. we're lucky in that way. So the fun and family category. And friends, I guess, as well for this category. It's a small one. Renee, have a deck of Uno on hand. Waiting in line, dinners out, car trips, doesn't really matter where it is, but a game of Uno brings kids and parents back to enjoying themselves. The kids lap up the attention, which means you can be distracted 30 minutes later when you need to focus on something else. I also find that my child will make friends with other kids in random places by opening that pack. I like that. It's a really practical uh, tip. That is probably it serves as a really good reminder as well of how simple pleasures can be the most enjoyable. Um, and Who doesn't love a game of Uno? Yeah, and yeah. it's tilting. I mean, really, what so yeah. Renee talks about? You know, she tilts into to playing with her kids for a while, knowing that that then fills up that bucket for a while, so that she can go and do other things. It's about you know giving time to both, but not trying to give time to both at the same time. Agreed. Yeah, I think that's a really really nice, practical, fun one. And I just, I like this idea of people cutting around Uno decks as well. Exactly. <laughs> it brings me joy. Yeah. So this one is from Meg. We all write out our top priorities and then evaluate which ones we can do. Everyone in the family has a say. It's very nice. I like that. It makes it very diplomatic. 
It does. And when you've got kids or you've got a lot of people whose desires and needs you need to take into consideration when planning things, at least that way everyone gets something. I mean, I know a lot of families like to do these like activity, advent activity kind of calendars. So, uh, you know, one day you read a Christmas book together and one day you watch a Christmas movie and one day you go tree hunting and one day you go light spotting and that sort of thing. I think if, if you're going to go along those lines, you could always ask everyone in your family in November what's one thing they want to do over December and include that exactly. in your, your activity list or, you know, your exactly your holiday bucket list or whatever it is that you, you choose to call it. And that way everyone is included. I think that's really nice. Really nice. Do you have any others that you wanted to include in this category? No, no I think it, across, it does. It covers it really nicely. Yeah. This is the finance category. And Juanita, I have a feeling Juanita is a very, loves Christmas mm-hmm. and is very prepared for Christmas. Exactly. And I think her advice is really, really good. Her advice is very here, solid. Here are two in the finance category, which again, it may be a little late for this year or not. I don't know, but. Just very, apply, it, apply it as needed over, exactly. over, over the next year. So she's got a couple of things, online shopping and afterpay. Afterpay, I don't. I know I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. I've just never done it. Select items from your shopping list, find a good price, pay via afterpay. This gives you the option to pay in installments over weeks that are interest-free and it's less financial stress. I think it's actually, I, again, I've never used it. All about cash flow, I guess, over that period. Exactly. I don't... I, I have never used it, and I'm not sure if it's only an Australian thing. But if not, I'm sure there's an equivalent across, you know, across across different countries. But I think being able to spread that out is a really good. It's like it's like the old lay-by system, which I used to be a big fan of. I don't think it even exists really anymore. Lay-buying, but this way you get the, the thing. Your family was massive into lay-buying. Like, yeah. My mum really taught me the benefits of lay-buying. A good lay-buy. Yeah, a good lay-buy. So and also you know like. Learning that immediate gratification is not always the way. It was, you set it aside, you pay $20 every fortnight. What um, I was always scared about with lay-by is that you weren't actually getting a good deal. So when it came out, you put it on lay-by, but then it might have gone on sale. Yeah, it's called FOMO. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, and I guess I lived that pretty hardcore in my early years. Did you never lay-by anything? I know. I, I think when I met you, you, there was a few things that you you taught me to lay by. I made you lay by them. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that is really solid advice. And I, I imagine that there'd be some places that you could probably still do some last minute online shopping now mm. and possibly use Afterpay to spread it out over you know the next couple of months. This one is definitely one to think about next year. Set up a bank account for Christmas at the beginning of October. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you good. could even set it up for the beginning of the year and just have it rolling mm. for Christmas and birthdays um, year round. Mm. And if you can just siphon off, you know, a few dollars every pay uh, and then that's going to at least help negate any extra cost this time of year. I think that's a really, really good piece of advice. We used to have an envelope system, didn't we? We did. We would put money aside every pay, physical cash in envelopes in a drawer. Yep. And we would add like $10 a pay or something to the birthday envelope. Mm-hmm. And that's where we would pay for, for birthday presents and, and Christmas presents. What about us with mop finances? How do we sort of manage that budgetary? Well, I think we just spend a heck of a lot less now. Mm. And to the point that... When it's... we always try and make it fair as well, as in like there's only a certain amount of money you would spend. That's right. So I know that... And regardless of like 
how, how many presents that would be versus the investment. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, so we will still buy gifts for nieces and nephews. I always buy them gift cards yeah. because they're almost always saving or give them cash because they're almost always saving up for something. Yep. And I'd much prefer to be able to contribute to that than contribute something they don't need. So I always know ahead of time how much it's going to be. Yeah. It's not like I'm ever going to be surprised yeah. at how much we choose to give them. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. much the same with kids' birthdays and Christmas time. We know what our, our budget is. And we're pretty good at, at, at not exceeding that. Which reminds me, like, what do we do this year for Cousins Christmas? That's all right. I've got it sorted. Well done. Category of food. It's making me hungry, this category. <laughs> Uh, Juanita again, she uh, plans a menu where all adults are responsible for a dish. I really like this one. For example, husband gets the ham, the sister the veggies, bro-in-law prawns, all the rest of it. This means nobody has to do everything and everyone's role is valued. Yes. I like that they've also included the mother-in-law. She does the rice but also does the washing up. Like washing up is part of it. You know, if someone's not a great cook, and I'm not saying her mother-in-law isn't, but... (laughs) You know, if someone doesn't like cooking or they're traveling or, you know, they yeah. can be given yeah. a task awesome. rather than. That's awesome. And it's true. You you value pe- everyone's contribution. Yeah. I think it's, it's really nice. You're going to find this funny. But I read, I was reading all that and I read Mill and I went, what does Mill mean? And then I went, oh, male in life. And then oh. I thought, oh, she's got a husband and another male in her life. Oh, my gosh. Did you really not know that M-I-L means mother-in-law? Nope. No. Nah. Oh God, you're such a lovely person. You're such a lovely, lovely guy. Not at all a dickhead. Lovely, innocent guy. So the next one is from Natalie and it's it's kind of aligned with uh, Juanita's tip before, but I really like the way she, she talks about it. So I wanted to share it. So we have Christmas dinner at our house. And whoever wants to come can. We don't go overboard or do anything crazy. We just hang out with family and we eat a meal. When it comes to family that's there, people arrive randomly whenever's convenient for them. Once they're at our house, we take time to sit and chat, plus the kids open gifts from those guests. Last year, I made a list on paper of everything that needed to be done in the kitchen so that dinner was complete. For example, cutting and peeling vegetables, basting the turkey, putting the pie in the oven... I explained when people arrived that the list was in the kitchen if anyone wanted to help out. As the main cook around the holidays, I used to miss out on seeing the kids open presents from my family. We don't buy or exchange very many gifts, yet I never felt I had the time to get out of the kitchen and watch. Oh yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Last year, I was able to sneak out to watch the kids opening their gifts. And while I stepped away, other family members looked at the list, took my place and kept the food going. It was a group effort and it allowed me to go slow and enjoy seeing the smiles on the kids' faces that are usually only shared with the ones gifting. I do believe it takes a village and I love that I'm now able to let go of always trying to do it all around Christmas. I can't be cooking supper while talking to my company and watching the kids open gifts. So Natalie has figured out that we can't do, we can't be everything to everyone all the time. Yeah. And I I love that instead of getting frustrated at that, Mm. she chose to have a really practical solution, which is, okay, you come around for a meal you can be part of it. Oh, you absolutely. I really yeah. think that's lovely. And it's so important. It's so important. I would also say no one should be in the kitchen while people are opening presents. No, but it depends what's being prepared. But just listen, like what I what I'm really strong feel strongly about this. It, I love the the act of giving and receiving gifts. And it should be like one present at a time and everyone watches that person unwrap that gift. Sure. 
in an ideal world. Absolutely everyone there would. And in terms of like being in the kitchen, well, like I think we're now at a stage where we, we can't we prepare everything beforehand and have everything done, you know, days before the, the actual day, the mm. big day. Maybe it's different in North America. But in Australia, we can we do a lot of that. We Well, you're speaking about your experience. Like your family does a lot of that. My family does a lot of that. But not everyone's does. But what I'm saying is it's so much better. Okay. Like having not – because I just think you slave away in the kitchen every other day. Why can't Christmas be, you know, something where oh, – and I just felt sorry for it. That's why I'm like really – up in arms about it. It's like yeah. no one should be opening presents with people in the kitchen. And I guess in an ideal situation, that would be right. And I, I, I suppose that's a question you can ask yourselves. Can we shift the way we run things a little bit so that it doesn't have to happen? Yeah. But, I mean, imagine you, you've got people coming in going all day and mm. it's nothing ever kind of business at schedule. Mm. Who knows what it would be like. But I, I love that Natalie took it upon herself to figure out a solution so that she can enjoy that. Fair enough. Juanita. I book a Christmas Eve grocery delivery as soon as they release the dates. This is a very good practical tip, actually. In Australia, you can book 13 days in advance. Wow, I didn't know that. So book your time slot for Christmas Eve. Uh, I buy all pantry goods well in advance, but include fresh ingredients I need for Christmas recipes and other high-use products. Then I don't have to face the crazy hordes at the supermarket on Christmas Eve or in the car park. Oh, car parks at at Christmas? I mean, you you don't want to have to do it more than once. Holy moly, yeah. they are just unbelievable. Well, it's just it's just aggression. And it makes me so because everyone's overwhelmed, right? Everyone's got too much to do in too little time. I reckon there's more crashes on Christmas Eve in cars, like yeah, I'm you know, right. like little fender benders, people like backing out of car spot, boom, hit that. Like, but it's also just everyone's up in their heads. Exactly. Yeah. Crazy. So I will say a very practical thing that Juanita included. If you're in Australia and you do get Christmas, uh, if you do get grocery delivery done, um, you can book your Christmas Eve slot on the 11th of December this year. So get on to whatever service you use. So on Tuesday, the 11th of December, get on and book it. Yeah. So then you get your delivery on Christmas Eve. You get to be one of the, the people who has secured a spot. I think I'd literally never thought of that. So that's a really good, that's really, a really cool. good tip. Linda, and this we've sort of been over this, uh, definitely get each family member to bring a, a, a dish or a meal on Christmas Day, even if you like to feel you want to do it all. Usually we allocate the thing we know that person is great at preparing. For example, I always get dessert. The non-cooks get the chips, dips, cheese, and it's great because everyone puts their all into their part, so it's all really special and tasty. I think that that is a great tip specifically because they cater it to what people like. Yeah preparing yeah. and if people don't like cooking like okay that's fine you can still bring stuff i think that's really important because otherwise it just becomes stressful again like if we said ben you're on desserts this year you'd be like nope i'm not cheese plates for everyone no ice cream yeah, ice cream pudding sorry ice cream, ice cream pudding for everyone for everyone now um kate the holiday shouldn't be an excuse to eat poorly. Society has made us believe that Christmas equals candy, chocolate, and sweets. Be mindful of your sugar intake during the holidays. It's a good, it's really good advice if you don't want to feel like absolute crap in between oh, yeah. Christmas and New Year. Oh yeah. So for the last few years, since I went, we did that sugar-free experiment. Like I'm not completely sugar-free or anything, but since we did that experiment, I've been much more aware of how much mm. 
too much sugar makes me feel terrible. And I think last Christmas I ate probably better than I did most of the mm. rest of the year because there's so many yeah. salads and, you know, really healthy, good healthy food. Fresh so that's a very good tip. Seafood, which I'll miss this year. You can have a turkey instead. That's true. What You could have a tadukun. What, um, no, thank you. What <laughs> particular advice do you have for the meal prep? I think everyone pretty much nailed it. Mm. Share the load around. Mm. Try and do things that... Uh, in advance. Yeah. In as ad- much as possible. Absolutely. I mean, you can pre-prepare uh, elements of a dish so that you don't have to do all the cutting or all the, like the marinating or the slicing or layering or whatever it is. Yeah, cut and your then, vegetables up, put them in the freezer days before. Exactly. They're going to be fresh as. Get yeah. them out, put them in. I mean, you can you know. probably, if you've got some glass or even Tupperware containers, you can chop your veggies, maybe Christmas Eve Eve, and it will take a lot less time because you're not worrying about having to cook them that day and then just stick them in the fridge yeah. and they're ready to go. And that that there is time saved. I get the turkey, like the turkey stuff. Anything you have to put in the oven, yeah, you've got to do a bit of prep on the day. But I just feel so sad for people that are in the, in the kitchen while people are opening presents. What, what my biggest tip, my biggest tip is uh, just make almond butter. Yeah, Ben is renowned for his almond butter. Just make almond recipe, butter and, and everything it goes with will pretty be okay. much everything. Yeah. You guys eat it with ham, ham. you eat it with smoked salmon, yep. you eat it on croissants. croissants, you eat it on toast, you eat it by the spoonful. Seriously. So this is not almond butter like as in peanut butter. This is some decadent mix of cream cheese, butter. Sugar. <laughs> um, yeah, like icing, icing, icing sugar. Icing sugar, rum, vanilla extract. Yeah. Is there rum in it? Yeah. I didn't know that. You can put, well, sometimes I put rum in it, sometimes okay. not. Uh, and almonds. And, and, and like, um, flaked almonds. Flaked almonds that have been. Uh, it's, it is delicious. Oh. Next topic is decorations. Brooke writes in. This was me. <laughs> Use what you've already have and get creative with homemade decorations. Paper snowflakes from newspapers or scrap paper. Twine, popcorn strings, candy canes. Make them all edible or compostable. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be eating popcorn strings that have been... I was specifically sort of going for the candy canes. Right, okay. Um I was, this is the reason I've been thinking about this is because we're over in Canada for Christmas. We don't have any decorations. I'm not spending money on decorations, uh, but we just still want to decorate the tree. So I'm trying to think of things that are going to have low impact, cost nothing, and still be fun to, to do. My kind of nightmare. And it's going to be such an ugly tree and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be beautiful, ugly. Patricia, this year I'm simplifying my Christmas decoration and adopting a more minimalist style. I like that. We'll be doing the same. (laughs) You and us both, Patricia. Yeah, we'll be very minimalist this year. But, I mean, if you find decorating fun, which I do, then go for it. But if it becomes overwhelming or you're doing it just because you think you should, Mm. then try try not to this year or try selecting just half and seeing. Juanita says, I reuse Christmas decorations. So do we. Do people not? No, and that's what... So Juanita said, I couldn't believe when I found out some people replace for a new look every year. I I personally could not imagine doing that because Christmas decorations are expensive. And also, I don't care that much. Like, I have been using the same decorations that I had since I was a kid. Mm. My mum gave me a shoebox full when we got married of decorations that I used as a kid. And we've just added probably one a year per person. 
Yeah. If, if you're out there and you need to go, if you feel like it's important to for a new look, great. But you can save money. Yeah. And I don't think people would care I don't think all. anyone would notice. Uh, that's what I meant to say. I don't think anyone would notice. Steve, decorate in stages. I love to have everything done by end of Thanksgiving weekend and I give myself a self-care jump start by having a handyman service do the lights on my tree. Oh, yeah. They took care of that yesterday. Oh, there you go. Uh, Then it's ready for me to do the ornaments and tinsel on Friday morning after Thanksgiving. I hate doing the lights. (laughs) Oh, I love doing the lights. I like the idea, though, of simplifying your decorating if you want to decorate mm. simplifying it by outsourcing some of it yep. if you've got a family member who really likes doing oh it, yeah let them do it yeah you know bring someone in to trim your tree and it's a that's a thing that's a service that happens now and if you want the tree but don't want to decorate it then maybe you could do that any other decoration tips i know you had one at the top of the list but <laughs> make it like let the kids decorate the tree yes they're probably going to put all of the decorations that they made in preschool at the front. Yeah, I know exactly. But I love that okay. though later on you go around and go pop this one to the back. Just filling in some gaps over yeah, here. Exactly. But let let them, you know, make yeah. it fun. Make it don't make it stressful. Don't make it like decorating a birthday cake where the end result's great but the bit in between is stressful. Just let That's it very be fun. True. Events. Juanita, we only attend social functions we really want to go to, with the exception of the school prize giving. That takes stamina and apparently you have to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that, it, that that takes stamina comment. They yeah. really do take stamina. That's something that we won't have to deal with this year, but I get that. That that, that school awards Yeah, but you have to afternoon. go. Of yeah. course you have to go. Uh, it does take stamina. But, yeah, being intentional with what yeah. you choose to go to is important. Elise writes in, remember that the world doesn't end on December yes. 25th. Pre, uh, this is it. This is the tip. And that friends and family will still be there in the new year. Rather than trying to squeeze in a frantic, rushed pre-Christmas catch-up, we often find it much more relaxing to wait till the madness has passed. Enjoy the company of our people and chilled out January style. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of January style. January style. My January style is going to be tracksuit pants and... An ugly Christmas sweater. Yeah, that for me is probably one of the biggest tips. Yeah, because I think also you you tend to be more relaxed after Christmas. But, I mean, I'm talking about our experience at home in Australia, but everyone is on holidays typically from just before Christmas to maybe two or three days after New Year. And that does give you time to catch up with some people. might not be everyone, but... Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really nice. Absolutely. You can sit and watch the cricket and... So good. This year to be sitting and watch the... Hockey. Exactly. Uh, a little simply basically said exactly what Elise said as well. But you know, she, she's like, why, why feel like tired, grumpy, under financial stress when you can do everything in January and you feel physically well, yes. you're energetic again, you're and you're calm because mm-hmm. you've had time to like get over that insane New Year... Christmas period. Yeah, and I also like that that a little simply says, "How do I want to feel?" And again, focusing on that question and letting that help you guide your decisions about who you will and won't catch up with before Christmas or after Christmas. And 
what those events look like and how much pressure to put on yourself. Like, how mm. do I want this to feel? I mm. want it to feel relaxed. I want it to feel warm and inviting. I don't want it to feel stressed. I don't want it to feel too much. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Good, it's a good question to ask. It's a really good question. Uh, this one from Steve again, who's just sipping on his candy cane martini. Start a bit early, update address lists for cards and decide on who, what groups to invite over during the holiday season. I love this. This is really cool. And for Steve, it's all about small smaller mm-hmm. parties he says he likes to have you know up to six people yeah. over so instead of being almost pushed into the holiday season you're setting your own agenda for right. it right exactly it could be like steve who likes to have multiple smaller groups of people yeah or you might want to have the entire neighborhood around have it like have a block party exactly and then that way yeah. you do, you avoid the the need to have those individual catch-ups with your neighbors uh, this one from Kate, just because you're invited to an event or an event sounds flashy and exciting, it doesn't mean you need to attend. Be selective about what you choose to accept and make sure that the timing is right for the family. And don't feel guilty. Overscheduling will lead to tired, cranky kids and adults. They're all pretty similar. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, well, it's They're all just common sense. Common sense, yeah. yeah. Don't ex- overextend yourself and say no. Don't attend everything. I think that's the key takeaway here. Mm. You're allowed to say no. Mm. And no is a no is a, is a full answer. You don't have to give an excuse. Yeah. But if you want to, you can just say, "We've got something else on that day," or "We've got we've only mm. got enough energy for three events this week, and we're going to three already." Whatever. I mean, but you can just say no. Yeah. And exactly. then if you want to soften the blow, you can say, "But we'd love to catch up in January." Mm. That for me is the most insane period. Is like the December. Work parties because some of them stuff. aren't catch ups avoidable. with colleague ex colleagues da 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 like yeah. it just goes on and on. Or you could be like my in laws and just take a holiday during that period. Right? Yeah. Mum and dad just headed off on a holiday. They're like, "Well, we're going to avoid the Christmas." Come back on issue. Christmas Eve and mm-hmm. bada bing, bada boom. That's what they say all the time. They do, don't they? Yeah. Especially your mum. Yeah, she just says bada bing, bada boom all the time. This next category, low waste, zero waste. Juanita says reusable gift bags. She has a set of drawstring bags that she used for wrapping presents, particularly for the kids. That's a good, that's a really good tip. Really good one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Juanita again, ceramic gift tags. What are they? So, you know, gift tags, like that you attach to a, a present. So they're ceramic, like made of pottery and they're already made up. So she's got ones like from oh, so she just to Mama Love. Yeah. She gets them back every year. Exactly, and reuses and them. them. Okay, and then uses cool. them as placeholders on the tables as well. So anything that is reusable, good quality, I mean, they could last for many years. Yeah. And you're saving the... I'm not, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, saving having to buy one new ones every year and then throw them away. And then, Kate, be conscious of your waste. Continue to zero shop. I'm a big fan of zero shopping. No, to shop zero or low waste, wrap presents with newspaper or eco paper. Yeah. Remember that year we newspapers, did... Newspaper's the way to go. Yeah, we did. We had newspaper and then I think I painted it with the kids. Yeah. yeah. Stencil your decorations on it. Like, yeah. You paint over it. The kids and I had an That's absolute cool. ball one year just spreading paper out in the backyard. Yeah. I had heaps of paint. Yeah. And we just went to town and you just cut it up into into, you know, whatever, to, to wrap the presents and then just recycle it. But newspaper's even better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have another one? Yeah, so I kind of touched on it before. But try and think of clutter-free gifts. So gifts that don't necessarily have anything, any stuff attached to them. 
So one thing that I'm a big fan of at the moment is buying people online courses. So I know I bought you the Steve Martin masterclass for Father's Day last year, I think. Mm -hmm. And I have recently taken a Margaret Atwood Mm. masterclass class and they're fantastic. They're such great value. If you've got someone who is into writing, um, there's photography. I think Chris Hadfield, the astronaut, teaches astrophysics, I think. Oh, my God. There's some really cool ones. So that's just at masterclass.com. I'm not an affiliate or anything. I'm just a big fan of what they're doing. Mm. So check that out, particularly for partners, parents, siblings. If you've got one one significant gift mm. to give people, that might be something to think about. Or even just go experiential. Again, tickets to things, season passes. Try and think time rather than stuff that masterclass.com that's sort of what we want to do with our like online retreat sort of yeah yeah. like it's so schmick and so professional and so i I really really like it and i think it would be really valuable So what they do really is bring together they bring experts in and they Mm. teach their specific area of expertise Mm. and then you can either choose to have a pass to all of them and learn from all of them or you can just dip into the the classes it's so cool anyway yeah. I'm getting off topic big time. <laughs> and so it's now time to finish the podcast. It is. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for a wonderful 2018. It's been a huge year for us. We've travelled quite extensively. We've met a lot of you this year. We have. It's been wonderful. We've learnt a lot from you. We've grown as people this year, I think more than any other year. And we're really, really looking forward to a 2019 where we're yeah, going to change things up starting next year. Yeah, yeah so as we year, mentioned. I should say early next year. Yep. As we mentioned, I think in the last episode, a few changes, but the ones you probably need to know about is the summer series slash winter warmies uh, best of is coming back for January, for five weeks in January, five Thursdays in January. And then the podcast itself is shifting to seasons. And, and that will start be in Feb. that's starting in yeah. February. Yeah. And I'm so excited about the the interviews that I've got lined up mm. for you. It's going to be really, really wonderful. Mm. And I'm feeling really jazzed about the whole thing. Mm. So they're probably the two big things to know. Everything else we'll tell you about next year. But I hope you and yours have a an incredible Christmas, Hanukkah, Solstice, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Good um, year. Yeah. Or just a beautiful holiday season. And, you know, try and slow down and just enjoy it. Uh, even just for a few minutes every day. I hope you and also have a really ha- happy and safe new year. Getting emotional. <laughs> wow, it's time for the end of the year. It's time. Brooke's losing her marbles. Uh, and thank you for all your support this year. It has meant so much. It's why we do what we do. So cheers. Cheers to everyone. Cheers we'll to see everyone. See you in the new year. Bye. Pass.